That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 239 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for checking out the episode. In this, the 15th episode of my previews for 2023, I'll be joined in just a moment by Chris Green of the Talking Hawks podcast, and we're going to be previewing the Hawthorne Hawks for 2023. Now, if you've been a longtime listener, don't forget that if you are interested in having a local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, or if you're a new listener and you want to get your local club getting a shout-out, make sure you drop me a note over on my socials. You can find all of those on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can probably find me most readily over on Twitter, at yank underscore on, over my website, yankonthefooty.com, or on Facebook, a Yank on the Footy Podcast, is where you're likely to find me the most. I love being able to give shout-outs to these local clubs. helps me learn the geography of the game. helps me to learn a little bit of the, the background because I get to see the players who have moved on and have played in the VFL and in the AFL or the VFLW or AFLW to see where they cut their teeth on the game. And today's club of the episode, we're actually jumping up to the VFL, and this was one that was recommended to me by my guest. They are the Frankston Dolphins, and you probably are familiar with the Frankston Dolphins of the VFL. The Dolphins were founded way back in 1887, and they play their home games at Frankston Park. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the unaffiliated VFL clubs, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but I think I'm correct on that. Now, this year's leadership group includes co-captains Trent Minot and Will Fordham, and for the second year in a row, Abby Power has been named captain of the women's team. Uh, going forth. Now, some of the alum that previously played with Frankston include Carlton's Nick Newman, the Bulldogs' Ben Kavara, and the D's' Michael Hibbard. They all cut their teeth on footy with Frankston before moving on to the AFL. Now, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Chris Green from the Talking Hawks podcast, and we are going to talk all things Hawthorne. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another one of our 2023 preview episodes, and I am thrilled to be previewing the Hawks with one of the hosts of the Talking Hawks podcast, Chris Green. Chris, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday morning. Appreciate you coming on, sir. Not a problem. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's always good talking Hawthorne. This is, I'm, I'm very excited. You know, and I, I know, you know, as full disclosure, he can see the Geelong gear behind me. And I know I'm supposed to, I'm, I know I'm supposed to hate Hawthorne. I've been told that by a long time Geelong supporters, but I don't because oh, I look this. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a lot of people that have got a bit of hatred between the two clubs, but look, it, it's a fierce rivalry, and uh, absolutely, look, we just got to, got to appreciate what Geelong have done in recent times. Oh. The and, club. and and same with Hawthorne. I mean, and as I've said, I, I've come to the game so late in life. I started following it in 2016 that I don't have in my DNA that I'm not supposed to like you know Club X or yeah. Club Y. I don't. I'm, I want to see the Cats win each week, and then I want to watch eight other great games. That's how I want things oh, to hopefully, go. Hopefully you get there, mate, because, uh, yeah, you've got to, you've really got to uh, embrace it. And that comes with um, probably hating at least one team. Well, I, I do like to sledge a little bit on Richmond. Um, yeah, that's for good. The, for, that's good. For those, yeah. for those of you who may not have listened, if we can detour for a second, you know, I, I told my wife that I was going to be 60 later this year. I wanted to go spend three weeks in, in Australia this year, be there for two rounds of footy. And she said, well, what happened? What if something happens to you? I said, well, if I drop dead, guess what? I'm doing exactly what I want to do. 
said throw me throw, throw me in the incinerator sprinkle my ashes at cardinia park and if you can't do that find a richmond supporter and have him sprinkle my ashes at marble because i know that'll piss him off uh perfect <laughs> I, had some, I had somebody it. reach out and said i can't believe you're sledging on somebody from beyond the grave that was impressive <laughs> <laughs> now i wouldn't have done that had you know Dima not you know been so vocal about hating to play games at marvel yeah because it's it's yes, such a long yeah, it's, trip it's such good. a long trip there yeah you get robbed for grand finals having to play at the mcg too yeah yeah it's true that's true but uh so we are going to be talking about the 2023 Hawks here, but before we do, we have to kind of go back and look at 2022 before we jump ahead. And, you know, it's the, the first year with, uh, with Sam Mitchell, you know, without Clarko, you know, the, you know, somebody who is an absolute legend, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever in any sport, let alone the AFL. Uh, and, uh, you know, things went okay this past year, eight and 14, but, you know, there was a, a bit of a hiccup there where nine games in a row or nine out of 10 were, were on in the losing column, but overall, it is, it's you, hard to shake. Yeah. It's hard to shake when you uh, get a losing streak. And I guess um, I did look at a stat the other day. I think out of our starting 22 players, I think 134 games were missed due to injury. So mm -hmm. we couldn't, couldn't consistently get our best team out on the park. And um, yeah, we are, we're still developing and lacking a, a bit of experience, especially well, this year moving forward. You're the you're the youngest side in the comp. Yeah. You know, you know, and I'm looking at the the draft guru website and you know, the average age, and I don't know if this is an average age for like, you know, week one or round one of the season or if it's like at the present time, but average age of twenty three point one years. And it's good. Uh yes, yeah. Sam Sam's uh, pulled out the knife and um yeah, he's building his own team from scratch. Mm -hmm. So I think it's exciting for us. Yeah. Um some some people think he might have cut a bit too deep, but time will tell, I guess. But I'm I'm liking what um, he's building with the team and the the culture, um, and yeah, a lot of successful teams are built like this where they spend several years together, not just buying mm -hmm. a team. Right, right. So, were you in the camp that it was time for Alistair Clarkson to seek um, other pastors? I think so. I think. Um, Maybe even in himself, he had sort of burnt the candle at both ends for too long. So he he reinvented the game several times, and he and the game the game evolves, and he he mm -hmm. kept up. But it seemed like he might have, I guess, tried to top up the list and and skip the draft, and I think that sort of hurt him a little bit. So yeah, um, and the, I guess the the opportunity of having Sam Mitchell there with his um, footy IQ, it was pretty hard to pass up that opportunity because um, he nearly went to Collingwood, very very close to losing him. So, and that was and things have gone well with them as you know with uh, Craig Mitchell there too. So they got our other, yeah, got our other assistant Craig coach, Craig, yeah, yeah, Craig McCray, yeah, he's, um, he's brilliant. You know, it's been, and you know, and I I think you know that while they both had very solid first years as senior coach i think it, i think we could probably both agree you know that the the collingwood list was you know at least it, you know it's a much more veteran list than what hawthorne had and you know they and they've made some some significant you know changes over the you know this past year i mean you, you know mcavoy's gone amira's gone mitchell's gone you know gunston shields although shields is back as a rookie's a rookie if i'm not mistaken they yeah, brought him back on the rookie list yeah, i think he got yeah. pulled out of retirement by clark Oak. yeah yeah but um yeah, you know, this like I said, it's a it's a young side, and you're only going to have three players over the age of thirty by the end of the season. 
which is you know pretty enviable it is it is it's a big task for for them and um it also means i guess the the mid group of mid 20s have really got to step up that leadership mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. now is it is the tear is the tear down complete do you think and now the re, it, the rebuild is in is in full mode and it and it start to you know start it's time to see you know an improvement on that 8 and 14 whether it be you know um uh, 11 and be 11 and 12 if if we don't get over 5 i'd remember there's an extra game this this year but uh, love love to be optimistic and and expect improvement but there's mm-hmm. there's every chance that with that young list we we could end up in that bottom four and we may not see the wins this year um but i think it is about getting the games into the kids so especially the new draftees there's a couple right, of right. them that are knocking, knocking on the door so yeah so you know are you uh you are a glass half full person you're 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 thinking we're on the right track we just have to be patient it's it's we are on the ground floor the yeah and i'm going to use the you know the gardening euphemism here the other the seed's been planted and we've watered it we've put fertilizer on it and we're going to see results here really soon and we're going to be able to harvest soon it's hard to put a time on that um how long that success may take but yeah i think uh, the seeds have been sown and um yeah well, i think we'll see some success in uh, the new future so speaking of success what is what is success in 2023 going to look like for you i think i guess success is i guess the kids taking that step up in leadership Who who's going to take the step up i think you've seen dylan moore in the last year or two going from uh saving his career and and becoming a, a leader of the club um success i guess it, a lot of people measure it on wins and losses but i don't mm-hmm. think we can it at this point in time so getting getting the games into the kids i think sam's game style is going to be speed so if i think we could, could have be a lot more attacking and get 100 points 100 point games i think is mm-hmm. going to be uh a bit of a mark that we need to hit if okay. you score 100 points in a game you're going to win most of them i think so i would think so I, yeah you should anyway you definitely yeah. should so i mean it's you know this this could be you know it could almost be a bit of a track meet then because you know while you're giving you while you're scoring that many you may be giving up a little more than you wanted to as well because you know you're you're maybe exposing your well i you know if if it ends up you know not going through you know end up behind you might get things turned around rather quickly on you and you've got to you know boogie back there to you know set your structure yeah, it's definitely it's definitely dangerous and like, and like you said if you don't execute it properly it's going to be down the other end and you're going to be scored again so it's dangerous but it's going to win games so we're going to embrace it and back it and you know i, w- I was looking through just you know the 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 midfielders that you have on the list and you know you you brought in you know carl amon you know, from I think he came from port if i'm not mistaken he came from port you know um you know james Werple's there you know uh jai newcomb finn mcginnis you know in you know in his second year i think it's his second year but there's a lot of you know very young players that are there that are going to have to step up and 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 fill the void of a you know a tom mitchell to fill the void of a uh you know jager omira you know and uh now you have to act be you know it's it's they may take their lumps, but I think that that it should bode well for them in the long run. Yeah, that's it's 
definitely uh, a weakness at the moment and it's going to be hard to be competitive. Um, like John Newcomb's an absolute gun. So mm-hmm. excited for him. Big, he's got a lot of uh, weight to carry on his shoulders leading that midfield. Um, yeah, if Warple can rede- redevelop his best and fairest form, that would be great. Um, but like you said, Carl Amon, nice speed. We've got Cooper Stevens in from Geelong. Thank you very much. Um, so big body midfielder. I guess we've, we've still got... Um, the Irishman, Connor Nash. So we've got some big bodies in there. It's just a matter of getting the right mix. And um, and obviously we've got Lloyd Meek in from mm-hmm. Frio. So hopefully between Meek, um, the big noodle, Ned Reeves. Um, so hopefully we can get that midfield dynamic working because, uh, yeah, they haven't played many games together. So it's, if they no. can get that mixture yeah, well, right, then, um, yeah, we'll see some good improvement. Well, and quite frankly, they haven't played many games, period. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, you look at the list and I'm just, yeah, I was scrolling through there and I thought, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine players on the list. So basically a quarter of the list does not have a game on the senior side yet. Well, wow. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty significant. Yeah, and it's, then it's, there are another, think, uh, there's another seven that have single digit games. So, yes. Yes. So not only the youngest, probably the least experienced, I'd say, in the in the comp as well, without actually knowing yeah. that as a fact. I would uh, actually average games by almost over nine games. Yeah, at 42.6 average games, and Adelaide is next at 51.7. So, yeah, it's uh, – if this is going to be – you know, the, the key word I think season. might yeah. – the key, the key word might be patience. Yes, no, definitely, and I, and I think the Hawks fans understand that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, you're a Hawthorne supporter. You're a Hawthorne supporter for life, hopefully. Right, and, right. And you're just going to follow it. And and it's sort of, it's kind of good when you're an underdog. So when you do have a win, you really enjoy it. But I guess you just need to build on those wins and hopefully start playing some finals. The finals experience, yeah, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. Right. So talking well, finals. Do, do you feel do, – do you worry about – some of the, the the supporter base and i and I don't, I don't know if this will be the case but you worry about some of the supporter base you know i you know if they kind of if they go through the season kind of like with the blinders that you would sometimes see a horse wear so they don't get spooked by the things next to them if they if they ha- keep the blinders on they're probably going to be just fine but if they peel them back a little bit and they see clark having some success with with north and mccray continued success in with collingwood and uh da 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 uh, Carl, Carlton's um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the Carlton's coach right now and, he, and he's the one that got he bumped me off the, the sporting capital uh, last year when he got hired that I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now but I've, you know, you've, I've got a mental blank for yeah I, and I'm kicking myself right now because I know who he is and it's just it's oh that's embarrassing but um, you know it's uh, Michael Voss ah uh, yes yes yeah God, I'm an idiot. But uh, you know, do you con- do you get concerned about the fact that people might be peering out from behind those blinders and seeing how those other second year coaches at their clubs are doing and going, why aren't we doing that? No, I don't think so. I think once you're uh, established, it's it's un Australian not to uh, support your team and jump change teams. I think it's more no, no, no. I don't mean young. I don't mean change teams, but just you know, go okay, maybe this is not the right guy to to lead our club. <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, I, I think the true supporters will know that it is, mm-hmm. it's the right move. Um, I think he's showing us that he's the right man to do the job. So 
I think by talking about the the fans and yeah. membership, I think it's the kids coming through that like to follow success. So if we're not winning games, we're not playing finals, then we might be losing a, a small generation of kids not following us. But hopefully the parents are doing the right thing and making them uh, support all of them. Yeah. And in many of the people that I've spoken with about, uh, you know, how they became supporters of their, their clubs, you know, maybe more and more parents will have to keep saying, you know, you can go ahead and support you, whoever you want, but if it's not Hawthorne, you have to find somewhere else to live. I've heard, I've I've heard that, I've heard that in countless people that I've spoken to that that's been, that's been the, here's how I became a supporter of my club. You know, you know, mom said, mom said, well, yeah, exactly. Mom supports one club, but dad said, you're going to have to live somewhere else if you don't support my club. Yeah. So what are you uh what are you concerned about the most though? What 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 are you gonna be looking for and going, uh oh, this is not happening the way it should be happening? I think the last few years we've really struggled with our forward line. Um we've had some okay forwards, but the delivering the ball into the forward line had been a, a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I guess even with Mitch Lewis having a scary knee injury, he might still have to have surgery if we lose our key forward who are we kicking the ball to it's that's pretty scary um but that that's where we're at we're gonna have to fill that hole and uh someone's gonna have to step up and but it's as long as we can get the ball down there that's that's it we've got plenty of uh small forwards who can um crumb and score goals so as long as the 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 big targets are making in contest and bringing the ball to ground hopefully we can uh, score goals that way yeah, I think I think yeah, it, it's it's going to be an exciting club to watch because, as you said, you know that that youthful exuberance is just I think is going to really is really going to pay off um, in spades going forward here. You know, they they may they may struggle a little bit in a couple spots here and there, but I think they're, they're going to be fun to watch if nothing else. It's going to be a good opportunity for those youngsters because it's they're not fighting for a spot against a senior guy who's been there for five ten years. Like they've all legitimately got a chance to put on the the jersey and play for the team this year so mm-hmm. it is exciting hopefully we get to see um all the all the draftees debut and um yeah a little sneak peek at the future yeah so you know i I've, I've been trying to get my wife to watch footy which hasn't awesome. been which hasn't been successful at all um you know she she started following baseball closely 20 years ago or so we've been married 27 years but uh um you know she started you know, she followed the local team here and, you know, her favorite player happened to be the cutest player on the team. Um, yeah, that's, that's a so, common, yeah. common theme. For yeah, so, so I thought, you know, I thought to try to get her interested in, in watching footy, I found, I found a couple of, of news articles that had clubs training at the beach in their budgie smugglers and that sort of thing. And, and I yep. forwarded them to her didn't make a difference at all. And and one of oh, them wow. was, was the Hawks. And I'm thinking, you know, Jake Ramirez is a handsome guy. I mean, I, it's, it's, if, if, if that's not going to say, well, I'll watch some footy, then not, nothing's going to, I mean, it's not, it's so, you know, so who's, who's going to take over now as, as the dreamiest guy in Hawthorne now that he's out, he's out West. And you don't have think, to answer uh, that John, question, but, but <laughs> I think John Newcomb's got plenty of fans at Morris. Okay. So I think he, he might be the man. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, who do you look at as pushing their way into the side? Well, you know, you got all these youngsters. Do you think that 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 Mitchell is going to kind of mix and match and you know get 
player X three or four games in a row, and then maybe if you know if they scuffle yeah. a little bit, send them back to the VFL, bring somebody else in, you know, and just try to get people the experience at the highest level. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I don't think he's just gonna yeah give them one game and drop them. I think, like you said, he's he's gonna give them a stretch of games to mm-hmm. um try and prove themselves. But I think Sam's probably the most challenging thing is gonna be finding what position suits what players. Um, like we talked about, Alistair Clarkson re- reinvented a few players and moved mm-hmm. them out of their normal position. Um, I guess the back line's probably the the biggest area that's, in my opinion, we've probably got nine or ten players that would potentially be in our starting 22. So it's a matter of finding what position, what other position can they play on the ground, pushing mm-hmm. a Will Day up onto a winger in the midfield or... A Lockie Bramble, can he push up onto a wing? Those kinds of players. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, is there anybody that you are looking forward to that maybe has not gotten a lot of playing time in the past that, that you're looking forward to getting, you know, some considerable time in the 22? Who are you, who are you most excited to see? Most excited. It's, it's hard to go past a, Carl Amon, I think he's going to be very exciting to watch. But as far as the players that probably haven't got their opportunity, like I just mentioned, Lockie Bramble, I think he's mm-hmm. one who's probably had a bit, a little bit of injury. Um, and it, it is a matter of what's his best position moving forward. I think he's a, a really good ball user, which I think is part of um, Sam's plan moving forward of having um, good ball users. Because if, like we said, they've got that fast attacking game plan, you need to execute. So you need good ball users. Okay. Um, who else coming off some injuries? Probably just think just probably Connor McDonald. I think he's an excitement machine, but he he played a handful of games last year, so Well, I mean you you've got um you know, you got Stevens who came in from the Cats, you know, who just, you know, could not get a game. On their side, very very it's stiff. Just, yeah, I, I yeah. think he came into the team and had twenty plus disposals and gets dropped. That's that's pretty harsh. Yeah, well, it, it's I, I think that was just the the way it was there. Um, and, and, yeah. and I think that 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 goes. I think that's what they call a good problem to have. But you know, it's, but, yeah. but it's a great opportunity for him with Hawthorne. Yeah, and again, I don't want to see any guy leave the club that I support. But I think in terms of his career this is going to bode well for him having that opportunity to, to entrench himself, you know, possibly in your 22 and, and, and have some success there and have a a career where he is consistently out there, you know, at the highest level rather than, you know, playing the VFL. Yeah. We've had the same problem in the past and it's, you know, it's it's kind of sad that they have to move on because they don't get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, someone like a Josh Kennedy that we had, and was part of a family bloodline at Hawthorne, and he couldn't get a game, went to Sydney, and look at the career he had. So Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, you know, like college football here in the United States. Now, they've put rules in place with regards to the number of scholarships that teams could have, that they can put, you know, have, you know, have their athletes come in and, and play at their school and provide their, you know, college tuition, that sort of thing. But it didn't used to be that way. So you would have, like, the, the, the major schools, like, Alabama and Ohio State and University of Southern California would have 
120, 130 guys on scholarship. And sometimes, you know, the, you know, the best team in the country might be the university of Alabama and the second best team in the country might be their backups because, you know, they had signed all these players to be on their team, you know? So it was just, you know, there was a lot of competition at practice and the best game that they would play all year would be in practice because the other teams would never measure up to that. So I I do like the, uh, I do like the idea of having the salary cap and in, you know, in, in footy where, you know, it does help to level that playing field with clubs. So, you know, there is that parity that's there because you know, you could argue this year that 14, 15 clubs could play finals this year. Yeah, no, it was it's It's leveled out the competition. It's been quite even. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's good rivalry to have. And like you said, it keeps it in check having that salary cap. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to see a mid season draft um, or trading happening, which yeah. I, I think it might be coming in the next few years, but I, I had a discussion uh, today actually with another cat supporter who, you know, referred to it as tanking. And and again, and I, as I said, t- I said, I'm, I'm not, I, I have to be wary coming into this as an American talking about this game that's been around for 170 years. And I'm not trying to project my, well, damn it, I'm an American. This is how you should do it. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm, I'm simply saying, you know, here's what has happened in sport in our country for many years. Where, you know, you know, the NFL, a few trades happen, but the NBA, we just saw that happen just in the last just couple like days. Crazy. Major League Baseball has a you know, huge, you know, trade deadline period. Uh, you know, that usually ends like the thir- the 31st of July, 1st of August, something like that. And a lot of players get moved because you know, you know, clubs may have a player that that they realize that it's going to be a free agent and they can't afford to resign. So they may trade that player and then get some young players back who they would have be able to have on their roster for several more years. It could help to, to backfill that club and make it a better club a couple of years down the line. And so as I was saying to them, I said, I think we're just, we're, we're talking about two sides of the same coin. And I was using Todd Goldstein as an example, you know, which, and again, you know, Todd Goldstein may not want to leave North. You know, and that's perfect. You know, yeah. I think that's certainly okay. But you know, if a club had, you know, let's let's say that the Eagles had stayed healthy, you know, most of last year, and you know, and they were up there, and you know, the top, they were up there in the top five, and you know, Nick Nat goes out, and they need a ruck yeah. to make that final push. You know, would would the Eagles be willing to to trade a first round pick for? a dozen rounds of, of Todd Goldstein to possibly get them a flag, flag. Yeah. but then, it, but then it, ex- it would accelerate the, uh, the rebuild at North Melbourne. It would give them another, you know, arrow in their quiver to, to grow the team forward. And you know, if Goldstein's a free agent, he could always go back and re-sign with North the next year. Yeah. Look, you, it's got to be a win-win for both clubs. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the players, I think, as long as the players agree to move, I know other sports can be different where they they get traded without their own consent, sort of thing. Right, but right. I think if we can set up the right rules around it, um, yeah, like you said, if a key player goes down with an injury and you've got the opportunity to trade someone in, I, I think it makes the game a bit more exciting and yeah. and good for the supporters. Yeah, it um, it is just a. Uh... It makes for you know the, the an interesting you know discussion. Yeah, you know, yes, they have the midseason draft, but yeah, again, that's usually one you know club bringing in one, maybe a second player. I think there there been clubs that have brought in a second player due to injuries during the midseason draft. Yes, yes. If we've got it's our list spots. If you so yeah, if we put someone on the long term injury mm-hmm. list, then we can fill that position. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So, you know, I'm looking at your fixture for this year and, you know, your first five, it's a bit of a mixed bag because you've got, you know, three clubs that didn't play finals last year and two that played in the grand final. So, I mean, it's, it's, if you came, yeah, if you can't, and I'm, and I'm not saying which ones they would win or not win, but if, if you, if you came out of the first five rounds, three wins and two losses, would you be happy? Well, and truly, yeah. Okay. I'll okay. Definitely take that. Okay. Now yeah. you'd certainly rather be four and one or five and oh, of course, but uh, you know, you know, Essendon. Winnable I think, game. yeah, I, it, winnable game, but I mean, that's, it is just, I had to, you had to figure them out because they're, they're just, they're, they've kind of been all over the map and that's not to say anything bad about them, but you know, I think, you know, um, Brad Scott's going to have them back on the right path. I think, and again, you know, again, not taking anything, anything away from Ben Rutten. Cause I, I think that, uh, you know, what happened to him at the end of last year and, and, uh, Ratten at St. Kilda, you know, I just, that, I just, I feel bad for him, you know, having, it's a tough, it's a tough job. Pretty yeah. cutthroat in the AFL, yeah. Like oh, it is. That. Well, and it's they even both probably didn't deserve what they got. Yeah, and it's even more cutthroat because you know, I didn't learn till after uh, Ratten was dismissed that that they didn't have to honor his entire contract. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, they only had to pay him like six months of. The, yeah, he had just signed it like a couple months before he was dismissed. He'd signed a three three year contract extension. So you know, it, so I'm sure he signs that contract. And he's making financial commitments based upon that contract. And then all of a sudden they go, Whoop, nope, sorry, you're not going to have that. And we're going to give you this amount of money. Because, you know. We're, we're, we're still playing our, we're still paying out Clarko. Well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, he, he must have had his uh, contract uh, negotiations uh, done very well by his manager. Yeah, because, you know, I, and again, I, just to, to to talk about how it 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 works here in in like the NFL, for example, like the, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He had signed when he signed. He he had signed a, I think it was like a seven year contract. It was going to pay him sixty million dollars to be the head coach, and they fired him after two years. So they still owed him like fifty million dollars. They have they wow. had to they have to pay that contract, unless he gets another job, and then whatever that other job signs him for, that part can be deducted from it. But that club is still on the hook to pay him that money. Because they made wow. that commitment to him, so I mean, it's you know, you got you know, you got guys who were head coaches who've lost their job that don't have to to work another day in their life because they they've signed a you know multi multi million dollar contract and and they're like, okay, you're gonna pay me four million dollars a year to sit at home. I think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, you double up this year though. You know, you've got uh, you've got three clubs that played finals last year with Fremantle, the Bulldogs in Melbourne, but then you got GWS St. Kilda and North Melbourne there. So you've got, you've got a bit of a, you know, a, a, a mix there. And I think that's because, you know, you finished where you did up at 13th, you know, and, yeah. and I like the, I like the way that that works when they, when they structure the, the, the strength of schedule, if you will, kind of based upon where you finish on the ladder. I do like the way that works. It, it does make sense. And, um, level out the competition so yeah no I, I think we've got a pretty reasonable draw so like you said hopefully playing a few of those lower teams twice right. uh, give us a, a few wins this year yep so what bold prediction do you want to make about the club for this year what 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 is the thing where you want to plant your flag and say i think this is going to happen 
Look, I'd like to see see if our players nominated for All-Australian and hopefully get two of them named in the squad. Okay, you kind of broke up there, but I think you said you wanted to see a few players nominated for All-Australian and two of them get the – it's a gold jacket, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anybody in particular you want to see get that? I can think of one. Yeah, I'd love to see James Sissy vindicated for uh, for missing out last year. Well, but, um, but also like to see our young John Newcomb get rewarded. I guess he's still got to improve his game. I think the improvement that uh, we've seen from him so far, he's got the ability to to make the squad. Okay, so Hawthorne's season has come to an end in 2023, and. The headline, whatever round that happens to be, if it's the end of round 24, since there's an extra round this year, if it's in finals, the season has ended. What does the headline in the Herald Sun say about the Hawks for 2023? James, James Sicily, uh, Brownlow medalist. James Sicily, Brownlow medalist. Okay. I like it. No, it's not, it's, that's not going to happen. But uh, No, I know. But uh, why, why, nice ring to it. why can't it be a defender that wins it? It's why true. It yes. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. So who do you see in the top four this year? And then who do you see possibly coming into the eight that was not there last year? And who do you see possibly dropping out? Tough question. Um, I think Brisbane's set to peak this year. Um, obviously getting Jack Gunston's going to mm-hmm. add to their already uh, good list. Um, so I think Brisbane's going to be up there. I think Sydney's cultivated quite a good list. So I could see them um, challenging this season as well. Yeah, I haven't it, given you four. I've given you two there. That's okay. Um, Geelong, Geelong's going to be hard. I mean, you, you think they're going to be thereabouts again? They, they haven't really lost any players, have they? So I'd be well, surprised. There's this, there's, this, there's this one guy that they that's not going to be back this year. What is his name? He's... He wasn't he wasn't much to talk about though. Some some sell sellwood guy. Yeah, he's that he's gone. Good. But who, you know, who who knows what did he ever do? <laughs> no, just, just just carried the team in multiple yeah. victories. It's funny you mentioned Sydney though, because you know, looking at the, the breakdown of the age brackets there, they are they are on paper, they are the fifth youngest side in the comp. And they probably yeah. bump up to like you know, third or fourth if you if you factor Buddy out of the equation. I mean, it's, you know, they're at twenty four point one, and they're only you know a tenth of a year behind Fremantle. So it's, it's... I just think, yeah, I just think they're really built across each line. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've 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 really done well with their kids. So who who's coming into the eight and who's going out of the eight? Do you think, or is anybody? Richmond, I think Richmond could be up against it this year. Um, again, probably not a bad team on paper, but mm-hmm. I can just see them sort of. Uh, being worse than they were last last year. Okay, I I mean I, I it wouldn't surprise me, but I yeah I I, I do think they get, they've still got you know a pretty solid you know that a lot of that core is still you know players that won three out of four there. So yeah, yeah. But how but how much time has passed? There's too much time passed for them to to be able to repeat. Yeah, that's that me. So who's coming in? Who's coming in? Um, I'd have to have a look who was out. Um, I don't even think GWS. Um, yeah, I've had a lot. A lot of people. Have, a lot of people have said Carlton. 
Yes, Carlton's probably got the list. I think they've they've got the opportunity to do it, but I don't know. I don't know. I think they just lost one of their def- key defenders for an ACL, yeah. didn't they? Zach, Zach the Williams, yeah. Zach Williams. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to hurt. Um, just trying to think of the Fremantle. Did Fremantle made finals Fremantle, last year? Fremantle played finals, yep. I think they could uh, potentially push for top four as well. Ooh, going okay. backwards, backwards. Okay, there. that's fine. Um, Port Adelaide. Did Port Adelaide didn't make it last year? They did not, think, yeah. That's what starting 0-5 will Port do made, to you. Maybe Port. Okay. Okay, Port that's not a bad that. That's not a bad one. And I think, you know, for Ken Hinckley to keep his job, I think they have to play finals this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I think so. So, um, are you ready for some Hawthorne trivia? Yep, throw it at me. Like I okay. said, I, I may not uh, may not have the answer for you, but I'll give it a go. Okay. Well, these five players, all of them who played at least twenty one games, averaged over twenty disposals for the club last year. You say five players. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, I'd say James Sicily be there. Yep. John Newcomb. Mm-hmm. Dylan Moore. Yes, that's three. That right. Yep. All right. So two more. Over 20 disposals. Tom Mitchell? That's one. Yep. And the last one. Over 20. I don't think it was Jager. Yes, it was. Oh, it was. Oh, yes, wow. It was. Yep. Yep. It was O'Meara. Yeah. I was, I did, you know, had I said, the last two are not with the club anymore. That would have been way too easy. Yes. Yeah, you would have, yeah. you would have given me the clue I needed. Yeah. So, which club have the Hawks defeated the most times in their history? And who has defeated the Hawks the most times? Oof. I wonder. I wonder. All right. I'm going to go with the team that's been in, in the pomp a long time. So, slipping up between Melbourne and Carlton. I'm going to throw defeated Carlton the most times. Actually, Carlton has defeated them the most times. <laughs> yep. Well, I was totally Six, wrong there. 65 wins and 105 losses to Carlton. Wow. All right. Yes. There's, there's recent history in my memory rather than <laughs> uh, the old days. Now, the other one. The one that they've the one that they've beaten the most has been a hundred wins, two loss or hundred wins, two draws, and seventy eight losses. Dab in the dark, Collingwood, that North Melbourne, North Melbourne, ah, North yes. Melbourne, yep, yep. All right. Now, I absolutely love this statistic because I, I wish we had something like this in in sport here in the United States. Like I wish the NFL had had this statistic, like the 1%. Or you could call it like the, the do the right thing stat, where you, you did the right thing during the course of the game. So this player who played all 22 games led the club with an average of 7.3 one percenters last year. Oh, every game. John Newcomb? No. One percenters. Scrimshaw, Hardwick. I guess he's not winning the. I guess he's not winning the Brownlow after all. Then <laughs> James Sicily. James Sicily. Sicily. Yep. Ooh. 
Yep. Okay. Now, after Jason Dunstall, after Jason Dunstall's 1,254 goals, these five players have all kicked more than 500 goals for the Hawks. Oh, tough. All right. So Lee Matthews will be there. Mm-hmm. 915. Five or 500. Uh, does uh, Buddy, Buddy, you count? Buddy's on there, 580. I think Ruffy got over 500. Is that right? 578. Did Luke Bruce just recently hit 500? Not yet. He's he's getting close. Yeah, he's getting right. close. The one, the the two you don't have have seven hundred and twenty-seven and six hundred and twenty-nine goals. They're going to be older players, aren't they? Well, let me look at my uh, at my list here. Let me go back here and pull that up on the uh, the dock here. Oh, uh, that's the wrong one. You big knucklehead. Push the right button. Let's see here. All-time player list. That's what I want. Okay, we are going to look at. Uh, uh, let's see. One of them finished playing in 1985, and one finished in 1977. No, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull the names for you off the top of my head. And one of them is a name that I that I knew. The other the other one at, at 727 is Peter Hudson. Peter Hudson, yes, yes. And the one the one the name that I knew was Lee Matthews. Oh, I said Lee. Lee was the first one I said. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I meant to get some. But get I must have missed somebody else. Oh no, no, you. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, Lee Matthews. I had. I'm sorry. Michael Moncrief at six twenty nine. Michael Moncrief. So yes, Moncrief. Yes. Moncrief was. He left the game in nineteen eighty three. Sorry about that. You did say yeah. I read the wrong name because I I. I didn't skip past uh, Dunstall's name on the list there, so that was my screw up there. Give me a history lesson. I need to uh, scratch up on that. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the next one. This player led the club with a 95.91% time on ground last year. I think I'm going to have to go with James Sicily. It was, yeah, which is which is surprising for a defender. I mean, that's a, yes. Yeah. There's been a lot of key forwards that have, that have, that have had that, that stat this year on these. Yep. All right. Which one of these three coaches had a higher winning percentage as senior coach? Alan Jeans, John Kennedy, or Alistair Clarkson? I don't think they'd have to go with Alan Jeans there. That's right. 72%. Kennedy at 60.8 and Clarko at 58.9. It's a pretty impressive record. All right. Now, two more questions for you. And these are both about, well, one is kind of about this year. Luke Bruce has led the club in goals kicked four out of the last five years. Who interrupted that streak in 2020? 2020. I can't think of who it's going to be. 2020. Keep the most goals. No. Unfortunately, you didn't get to any of the games that year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think. Yeah, it's uh, probably not a very big tally either, is it? Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty low number, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. It mm. was rather low. Um, yeah, it was. I just, uh, I just don't think it was Mitch Lewis, was it? It I'm was not. I'm trying to think who it was. It was not. It was. Uh, it was Jack Gunston. 
Gunston. Yep. Uh, it was Gunston there. So it was, uh, let me find my, there we go. Yeah. He kicked, uh, low, low 30s, 30, 31, 21 in 2020. Mm. Yep. Yep. And the last one, of course, this player led the club with 590 meters gained per game last year in all of his games. And there's a reason why he won the Peter Crimmins medal. Yep. Yep. James <laughs> Sicily. It, it was James <laughs> Sicily. Yep. He, he had a phenomenal year. And, and I guess, yeah. How did he not end up on the All-Australian side last year? Because he, oh, he did a lot of things really well. Uh, Braden Maynard was the, the player that um, probably stole that position. And look, he, he had a great year. Yeah. But when you put the two two stats side by side, I, I think there was a clear winner. You know, I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tom Stewart at all Australian last year? Probably. And probably he, was. And he, and he missed, he's been solid he, for any And he missed a games because he was suspended? Oh, well. Now, I feel guilty about that. Um, I mean, he had a great year when he was playing, but uh, he had that one moment of idiocy when he, uh, you know, conked Dion Presti upside the head when he didn't need to. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. How many did Geelong have? Geelong had about six names last year, right? They had, I think they had quite oh, a few, yeah. Stengel, mm. I think, you know, Hawkins and Cameron both were. Um, Decone, was DeConing last year? As a first, as really, as first, mm. I don't remember if he was or not, but because I'm trying to remember if anybody in the, I don't know if Dangerfield was in the midfield last year because they they rested him quite a bit last year. I mean, I, I I off the top of my head, I don't know, but I know I know Stengel got it last year. I think Hawkins got it. I think Cameron got it last year as well. Um, mm. Blitzavs did last year too. I think that's one that did. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. I I would I love having him on our side. You know, I, I love having him. I'd love I'd love to have Brody Mycheck playing on my team too. I love Brody Mycheck. Yeah, I think uh, that's why we've recruited uh, Josh Weddle. I think he's our um, potential utility to play that role oh it's 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 great to see you know, he's just he's everywhere and he doesn't get yeah. tired and he doesn't tire it's amazing so where can people find talking hawks and what can they expect if they've not been there before so talking hawks uh we, we love to um give the best information we can just have a bit of fun uh we sponsor players so it's just a different um look at Hawthorne compared to what other other people might do. So Talking Hawks are on YouTube, uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. So yeah, come come have a look. Um, like I said, if you're a passionate Hawthorne supporter and want to take it to the next level and sponsor a player, it, it's a perfect place to be. Um, TalkingHawks.com also, so I've got a website. So go there, have a look around and um, enjoy. Have you got links to your socials on there or what's your Twitter, what's your Twitter handle for the podcast? I am so bad. Um, okay. I'm not the, the t- I'm not the tech guy. Uh. Okay. Well, I can I can look that up real quickly for us here because I have it. Uh, um, because there you're because you're not alone on the show because I know there's at least one other person that does the show with you. Uh, we've probably got about six guys okay. working in the background. Okay. So I know I'm I'm probably uh, yeah, doing the least at the moment. <laughs> but you're here. It is. I am here representing. It is. It is talking underscore hawks is what you're looking for there so talking underscore hawks and you guys have a pretty good following there you know you're sponsoring i see one two three four different players on there yep we're spread out across um, cj and jazz fleming 
yep this this year i think we might uh change that up so but um try we'll try and get a vfl player in if we can this year as well and support the uh, the box hill hawks well of course that vfl player may be playing afl this year as well Unless potentially well that's how that's yeah. how we got john yes. Newcomb. we got exactly we got joy when we uh recruited him so well because i guess there are because you have you have players on the the VFL squad with 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 the club that are not on the AFL list that are playing with the VFL side, yeah. So I I, so I, I have to, I have to remember that. We just we just picked up Ferg's Green the same way this year. So okay, okay. Well, hey, Absolutely. Chris, I appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday morning to chat, sir. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's I I think the glass is definitely half full. And there's a steady drip going into it right now for the Hawks. And uh, it's not in, inconceivable that it could happen this year, but I, I fully expect, you know, 2024 probably being that year where you guys are knocking pretty loudly at the door. So. Uh, that's good coming from an opposition supporter and I appreciate it. I think, I think we are on the right track and yeah, it is just going to be a little um, stepping stone this year. Yeah, I think you know it's uh, you know the baby steps, if you will. Um, yeah. One of your one of the competing Hawks podcasts. When I talked to them a couple of years ago, when they had begun the the teardown, if you will, they were they caught they talked about looking for green Four. shoots. They were looking to see growth, which is where yeah. I kind of stole the gardening metaphor a little while ago with you from them. So that's, that's yeah. exactly where we are at the moment. Well, Chris, I wish the Hawks the best of luck this year, man. I hope I hope everything goes as well as possible of course except when they're playing the cats you know so yeah, understandably yeah so you know 20 you know 23 games i hope they have a lot of success this year or 22 <laughs> games I should say. 22 games they have a lot of success well chris i appreciate it man thanks for taking time out of your sunday morning i thanks so much for coming That's on man been a fun chat thank you very much you bet cheers to you cheers all right chris thanks so very much for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat with me sir Remember that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list, and I hope you'll do that so new episodes are in your inbox about 45 seconds after they are released. You can leave me a review. If you've been listening for a while and you enjoy the show, I do hope you'll consider heading over there and clicking on the review button. You can leave a review directly on my website, or you can click on that button. It'll take you right to Spotify or to Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review there, which will then... Uh, hopefully trigger their algorithm a little bit and get the podcast in front of even more sets of ears because, of course, that's what we want to see happen. If you want to help keep the podcast up and running, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button down there in the bottom left-hand corner and help support the show that way. Or if you want to buy some uh, podcast swag, you can click on the uh, store page up at the top and it'll take you to my Redbubble page. And if you buy anything from there... The company that, that does all that work has production facilities right in Australia, so they'll create all this stuff right there and ship it um, in-country rather than having to come from the United States. So I do hope you'll sign up. I do hope you'll help out the show. I don't put anything behind a paywall or anything like that. Everything that I publish is out there for everybody to listen to, and I, you know, I hope that you'll help me keep the lights on because everything goes right back into the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're all right. Let them know you're okay. If you need to reach out to somebody and you don't have the numbers already, check my show notes because I have numbers to organizations like Beyond Blue as well as the American equivalent there. Uh, so you can reach out, let people know that you need to talk. And uh, 
Just let them know you care. Take them out for a coffee. Head out this weekend to get a snag at Bunnings. I think that's where you would get them on a Saturday morning. I guess you'd pick up maybe a new hammer and a screwdriver and that sort of thing while you're there as well. But, uh, folks, I want to thank you for the, co- the continued kind words. Those of you who've reached out and told me that you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, it's been wonderful. The month of February was my best month for the podcast ever. I released a lot of content, and it seems as though people have been enjoying it because a lot of people have been tuning in. I would love for that to continue once the season uh, goes on. If you're just listening for the first time, I do previews and reviews each week. I do guest interviews throughout the season as well. And uh, this past off-season, I did a series of episodes, which I'm going to be continuing on uh, the premise of my most memorable game and talking to people about the game that they're never going to forget, the one that they are so thankful that they either saw in person or something that is a memorable event surrounding a game that they're never going to forget. And there are some great stories uh, you know, from seeing massive bags of goals kicked in fourth quarters to falling in love with a certain player and learning to support that club because of that uh, to massive head wounds. And I won't tell you which one that is, but there is a massive head wound involved in one of my most memorable games, and it's a really, really amazing story. So I do hope you'll check those out as well. And if you're listening for the first time, I close out every episode the same way. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 239 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, remember you can find everything about my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. If you want to reach me on the socials, A Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook, Yank underscore on on Twitter, A Yank on the Footy over on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn and on Facebook. You can search out my name, Craig Wessels. I'm in most of the different uh, discussion groups on Facebook for different clubs. Uh, You can find me on Big Footy, Ohio Cats fan. I have not figured out how to change my name on there yet. Uh, but folks, I appreciate you listening. If you enjoy it, I do hope you'll share the episode. I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and tell them about this crazy American who loves your game and is so appreciative that you have shared it with me and have been so gracious in being patient with me as I have had this love affair with your game continue to grow. And and it is just that I, I love your game and I cannot thank you enough for sharing it with me. Ladies and gentlemen, Until next time, goodbye.